0: Hey, 21st century learners and educators, I'm Julie, a high school English teacher, and I'm joined today by Ashley, a kindergarten teacher who also values teaching digital literacy.
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me join you today, Julie. I'm looking forward to our conversation today on misinformation.
0: Before we dive in, I just want to start by saying that this could be a potentially politically charged topic. And we're going to try to look at the information as objectively as we possibly can to provide an informative and balanced podcast for you today. And we're trying to be aware of our own potential biases and potential selective perception. So let's get started. What's your take on misinformation, Ashley?
1: So when I think about misinformation and what it means to me personally, I turn to how Spies defines it in how misinformation spreads as being the spread of false information that is spread unintentionally. So the most important part of that definition is the point that it is unintentional.
0: And that really like aligns with my definition of misinformation as well. And I think it's important to note that misinformation is different from disinformation, which spies would define as that false information spread deliberately with that intention to harm a target population. So it's important to note for our listeners today that our main focus of this podcast is to dive deeper into how misinformation affects society um, and not really to focus on disinformation, although it may come up sometimes in conversation. So to start, I think it would be interesting to dive into how society views misinformation. Um, and AP News shared results on their poll in the article, Americans Agree Misinformation is a Problem, Poll Shows. And what they found is that only 2 in 10 Americans are very worried about Um, spreading misinformation. So although we're seeing this epidemic of misinformation being spread about um, different topics, whether it be vaccine, climate change, or other partisan topics, it's alarming that only 2 in 10 people or 20% of people are concerned that they're spreading misinformation. So it might be uh, not intentional that we're spreading this misinformation on social media, but we should be responsible enough or concerned enough to make sure that we're sharing accurate information.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's definitely a pretty alarming statistic, but then I'm also thinking about it. And personally, I feel the problem with it is that since it's not intentional, people don't believe that they're even spreading the misinformation to begin with. I think it's become kind of second nature for a lot of people to find articles or share things that they see on the internet that maybe they feel others would find interesting or even something that maybe agrees with their own personal views. And then they believe that this information that they're seeing is accurate because maybe it's coming from a source that they find is reputable, but then they don't do any kind of further research to make sure that the point or the information that they're spreading is true. So I think that the biggest problem is that it seems is that we have to kind of reflect more on the things that we're posting and do a better job at checking our sources or even reflecting on our own potential biases. But then relating to that in that same article you brought up, I also found it interesting that they discussed how younger age adults, and they said kind of the age range 18 to 29, are the ones who are more worried about spreading misinformation with 25% being very or extremely worried about it compared to adults who are aged 60 and older. But those older adults are the ones that are more likely to spread an article from a false news website Um, and kind of relating that to my own personal experience. An example that happened to me was um, my uncle recently was sent a news article by one of his friends and without even clicking it, he sent it to our family group chat just because he kind of read the article title and he immediately thought that it was something worth sharing with us all. And little did he know that if you clicked onto that article, you would see an explicit photo. Uh, my whole family was like, uh, why would you send that? And everyone was like question marking him and everything. And he admitted to not even having clicked to read the article. Uh, that just proves how easy this information is spread, especially it seems in older adults, because people are not even looking into things the slightest bit deeper. Uh, this is an example, I don't know if you've heard of clickbait, the, per- the purpose of the article he sent was to attract someone's attention and get viewers to click on whatever the page was. Um, In this case, it was just an explicit photo and I've seen it all over, not just uh, this example, but uh, so many times and clickbait is definitely kind of aiding in the spread of misinformation, in my opinion.
0: And Ashley, I can absolutely relate to that because the article that you're talking about, I think I've received a similar article Uh, However, the person that spread it to me was in a younger age range and knowingly spread it to me as a joke. Uh, So that kind of gets you wondering exactly how misinformation spreads, and it kind of has you questioning, is it spread because people don't realize what they're spreading, like in the case of your uncle? Um, Or is it spread as an example of satire where the poster thinks that it's just a joke and assumes that people will take it as a joke? Uh, and as satire, but in reality, others may take it as true because it supports their worldview. So um, that may have started as like disinformation, but kind of transfers into misinformation because the people who are spreading the information further down the line uh, aren't aware of uh, the fact that they're spreading misinformation potentially or that others may believe it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think kind of both examples that you brought up were definitely, that is how misinformation is spread. In the case of my uncle, like you said, he really didn't know that he was spreading something so easily. Um, he, once he kind of found out and quickly realized, um, it could have saved him a lot of embarrassment if he kind of would have just actually clicked on the article and saw that it wasn't even an article to begin with. But you also brought, brought up that things at first could be spread as a joke, um, and like you said, could be a little bit more like disinformation, but it definitely happens. And um, taking a second to just think about how misinformation spreads, I would say a lot of it comes down to social media. We're living in a time where things are spread so quickly and so easily because we have the world at our fingertips. We have all these smart devices that make it so easy to send out information or to share things. Um, Celebrity death hoax, they're the perfect example of misinformation being spread like wildfire. There's been so many examples that I've seen or I've heard about, um, but kind of one just to give you an example that stood out to me just because I was a crazy Justin Bieber fan, was when all over Twitter people were posting RIP Justin Bieber. Um, I nearly had a heart attack. I remember freaking out, I remember calling one of my best friends who was also obsessed with Justin Bieber. And when you see something like this all over and people keep posting about it, Um, it blows up and people believe it. I mean, like, I know I believed it. My friend believed it. um, And it's like a wildfire. It really just takes one person to drop this match. And the next thing you know, it spreads everywhere and gets to a point where there's no control unless that person actually posts something. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm not dead. And I've seen that. I'm sure you've heard about it too. A million of these um, death hoaxes too. And it's just an example of misinformation being spread so easily.
0: And I certainly uh, can think of a million examples as well of different information that's been spread that seems outrageous and uh, it requires us as like the viewer of this content uh, to do a little bit further research before we go on to uh, share our mis- share potentially misinformation if it seems outrageous so uh, now that we covered some real-world examples and instances of how misinformation spread, I think it's important for us to also consider the effects of misinformation on society. And as Spice points out in How Misinformation Spreads, not even all social scientists agree on whether or not misinformation is as harmful as others make it out to be. And I think in this article, Spies does a good job balancing the two viewpoints on misinformation. Uh, where on one side um, social scientists are worried about the polarization of political topics and how it can lead to echo chambers in social media where people discuss only politics and current events that um, support their worldview and they're only exposed to those opinions that support their worldview. And on social media When someone is in one of these echo chambers, their beliefs are just reaffirmed through likes and shares. And some social scientists fear that this is leading to the development of extremist political views uh, because people are depending on that social media site uh, either only following people with similar viewpoints or it could even be that the algorithm is presenting content to them that they believe viewers would align with and engage with. And because the more viewers are engaging with that content, the more vested interest the social media has, uh, site has for keeping them on longer. So I think it's like a two-pronged issue or like there are multiple sides to uh, what is fueling the spread of misinformation. And there's kind of even a disconnect on whether or not people um, believe that it's a problem, even uh, in just regular people. And who were surveyed in that poll and social scientists as well
1: yeah exactly and you brought up the point of algorithms and kind of just a personal example i know when i'm scrolling through my own tiktok feed um, videos that are coming up on my for you page are videos based off of my own interests and that's definitely no coincidence because i spend a lot of time liking or viewing those videos that interest me most um If I was seeing these videos pop up of things that I didn't care about, I definitely wouldn't spend as much time on the app. And the same thing for Instagram. Um, Those things that are coming up on your kind of share page are the ones that are going to interest you and keep you on the app. It makes a lot of sense why they would be using these algorithms in order to kind of keep you interested. And that kind of relates to misinformation too. They're going to be Um, sharing or you're going to be seeing these ideas or these views that you have similar interest in. They're not kind of going to be showing you the other side of everything because they want you to stay on their app. Uh, But also thinking about another effect that misinformation has on society, um, looking at that article you brought up, there's a quote that says, if we overstate the problem of online dis and misinformation, we run the risk of unnecessarily undermining our faith in the institutions and knowledge sources that we depend on. Like news outlets, public health authorities, and government statisticians. And I can see that happening. I don't know about you, but I have seen more and more people feel like they can't trust the government or they can't trust these people that are making these important decisions in our world. Even news outlets, some people listen to one kind of versus the other um, just based on their political views. So, how is it that the same news that is supposed to be factual becomes something that maybe isn't? Why do we choose to watch one news source over another or read one newspaper versus another? Um, actually, I saw this meme the other day that kind of relates to all this. And it said, everything I find that agrees with what I think reminds me how right I am. Uh, so this type of confirmation bias is what has been fueling misinformation. It's easy to spread something that mimics your own beliefs or opinions. Of course, I'm not going to start posting all this stuff that does not agree with what I believe in because it would seem that I'm kind of, I don't believe in what I actually believe in. Um, So where is this line drawn now between facts and opinions? Um, It almost seems to me that everyone feels like they are sharing facts. They're not considering that. That might not be the case at all it really, it has me questioning personally, like, what is a fact anymore? I'm seeing so many different people posting so many different things. How am I supposed to know what's real
0: and what's not? And I think that uh, to draw from that point, Ashley, I think there are so many battling statistics that all seem like fact that uh, debunk someone else's viewpoint. So it's it is really hard to determine Uh, what the truth is and how to cut through that fat and get to like the heart of it. And we're certainly seeing that even in recent times that there has been a real argument about fact and fiction surrounding the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, In a lot of ways, I don't believe that there has ever been so much outcry and question about a vaccine that I am personally aware of. Uh, And it seems like this could be potentially in part due to the spread of information on these social media sites that support two very different viewpoints. And now more than ever, it feels like we're questioning what is fact, what is fiction, or I think at least we ought to be wading through viewpoints from both sides and doing research beyond just what's on social media to come to our own conclusions about what is true. But I do believe in the past there has definitely been a less question of the government and the CDC, and it wasn't so prominent. So I think the information that you just fueled some of this question and some of this misinformation that's being shared as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, you brought up the vaccine and um, me and my a family member were actually recently talking about this and um, how we were both given vaccines our whole life from birth to um, our school years. And they were even necessary just to be in school and no one at least that i know of really seemed to even bat an eye about it um if a doctor told you you'd be getting whatever shot that day it seemed to just be something that was kind of second nature i remember every time i would go to doctor i would i would ask my mom like please tell me i'm not getting a shot today Uh, most of the time it was yes but um now with this vaccine it seems that people are questioning it a lot more and I think this can kind of go back to what I brought about up about no longer kind of trusting the government or trusting the CDC or trusting uh, whatever health authorities. Um, and because misinformation being spread, I think it's so difficult to know what to believe anymore. Uh, even sometimes I feel like I get confused too about what I believe in and what I think is right and wrong. Just because I'm seeing so many different viewpoints, um, it gets a little overwhelming sometimes.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree. I think I'm questioning things more now than I ever have just because there's so much out there um, in the way of information and misinformation. Uh, and I think on some level, we can all agree that information and misinformation is being spread now more than ever. Um, but I think the thing that we're not all in agreement on is about how important this uh, the spread of this misinformation is or how how often it's being spread or how much it affects society and I think it's really hard to draw the line between how harmful misinformation is or how worried people should be about sharing it Um, because in a lot of ways the harm or even lack thereof of harm hasn't been fully realized yet due to the fact that social media companies um, don't want to be transparent about the information that is shared, who is sharing it, or how often it's being shared. So I think that the problem is larger than even just uh, a personal problem where people are spreading misinformation. Uh, it's also the profit model that these social media companies rely on uh, in engaging viewers. So I don't know that uh, how clear the research has ever been or will be about what's driving and determining the, this misinformation. And it's hard to determine how large a problem misinformation is and um, also like how much it's affecting society without clear information from social media companies. So uh, I think there's a bit of a question on whether or not misinformation is a symptom of how society reacts to one another or if it's actually changing our behavior and this polarization has always existed. And I think until there's like more transparency from social media outlets, Uh, I think that there will always be some question and debate about how uh, harmful this misinformation is and how often it's being spread as well. Uh, But even so, um, I think that it's important for us as teachers and educators to consider in this age of information uh, how we can educate our students to um, be a little bit more cognizant about the information that they're sharing. So that they are um, basically looking at the credibility of that information and the validity of it as well.
1: Knowing that there's this huge spread of misinformation, I think it's important, especially as educators. We know our students younger and younger are being introduced to social media. So they're definitely seeing misinformation being spread every day, whether they know it or not. And we also know children tend to be sponges. They take in Everything, And they might not really be considering whether things um, that they're seeing are true or not. Um, But I think it's important as educators that we need to make our students aware of misinformation, kind of let them know what it is, teach them about the importance of using multiple sources, uh, doing their own research, and then coming to their own conclusions based off of those things. Uh, But we definitely need to train our students, I think, to be better consumers of information in
0: general. I completely agree and that's that's definitely a focus um, in my classroom as an English teacher uh, looking at the credibility of sources and deciding whether or not they're valid so something that's important to me uh, and overall this whole co- this whole topic of misinformation is a complex topic and we're just scratching the surface on this podcast uh, and there are limitations even to the discussion that we had today but Uh, We hope that you enjoyed this brief introduction to misinformation, and we hope that it was meaningful for you. And if you take one thing away from it, uh, we hope that you're a little bit more cognizant about what you're sharing, what you're viewing, and that you question, do you feel like what you're sharing is real or is it real fake? Uh, What are the motivations for why you're sharing it? Are you finding yourself in that social media echo chamber? How do you think that is affecting your worldview? Um, And what do you want to do to change it or not change it. And I think these are questions that we need to ask ourselves to be part of a safe, healthy and collaborative digital society. So thank you again for joining me today, Ashley. I really enjoyed your input, and I hope all of our listeners did as well.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed our conversation, and I definitely think it's going to benefit others to consider how misinformation affects their lives and even spend some time reflecting on themselves and their own societal impact. So thank you again.
0: Thank you, Ashley.